for my whole life. I didn't know if I even really existed. But I do. And people are starting to notice. You think this is funny? Is this a joke to you? Murray, one small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? All right. This is this is you, me, in a movie, car edition. You know, we've always wanted to do this experiment where we record a podcast as soon as we see a movie, the second we get into the car, because that's that's the raw first reactions we have. So we decided to try and do it. So. We're driving home, recording an episode of the podcast after seeing Joker, the Joker, Joker. I think it's just Joker. I always want to call it. I always want to call it the Joker. Um. So first off, who's here? It's Will Malone. Anna. Kelsey. Anna. Anna. Who? Kelsey. Who? It doesn't matter. Kelsey West, the best friend. That's right. Kelsey has been... Uh, Kelsey has actually... She was in the Avengers Megacast episode. Oh, I was, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Kelsey's been on my podcast, Out of Focus, uh, which this podcast may end up going on that feed as well, so we'll see. Sweet. Um, and then Anna Malone, you know, co-host, loyal sidekick. Sidekick? Uh, oh. Wife, sorry. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> Driving and podcasting is hard, actually. Driving my car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A great sound in the, booth. In the rain. In the rain. Very safe. Um, but, you know, the law doesn't say anything against it, so. Yet. Yet. <laughs> this will be the <laughs> yeah. reason they podcasting. make a law about podcasting Pod- in the cars. Yeah, podcasting is illegal after this. Okay, guys, we just saw the Joker, so. No, it's Joker. Okay, we just saw, well, we did see the Joker. No, you don't no, say we the saw before Joker. every movie. Okay, fine. We saw Joker. Okay, so thoughts. Uh, we'll start with Kelsey. I could not relax the entire movie. I know. I could tell you were sitting upright the entire I time. I could not <laughs> relax. I don't think I laughed once. No. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Even, I didn't laugh. Even either. though majority of the audience would laugh at parts, and it was kind of unnerving when they would laugh. I was. Yes. Hey, I'm glad somebody else noticed that. I was no, very. That was really weird. I was, was very bothered. That were very disturbing. I was disturbed by the audience laughter in that whole movie, and it and to the point where I was like, I was like hoping we could talk about that because I was, I was like, uh, there were it was like slapsticky kind of stuff they were laughing at like when he hit the glass we're gonna spoil this by the way um yeah there's no way past it yeah so. just so don't listen if you plan um, on seeing it you know when he runs into that like glass door at the hospital or whatever yeah yeah it was not like funny i didn't not, even laugh at that i jumped yeah like i don't think any of that was meant to be funny but because it was kind of weirdly slapsticky like people laughed in the theater and i kind of think that maybe they're bad people <laughs> but I mean, like, it was the majority of the room in a way that was, like, not, like, two people in the back, like, laughing. It was, like, majority of the room. And like, it, but okay, it, this is kind of weird. Yeah, and it got to the point, I, I don't remember what happened at the end that made me do this, but I, like, my hand automatically went to my mouth. Like, I could not believe what I just watched. 
What, and as soon as the movie ended? No, it was one of the last big scenes. But the lady next to me, to my left, like, I kind of felt her, like, look at me. And I'm like, woman, that is disturbing. Like, why are you not feeling this? But I felt her judging me. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like the majority of people who are seeing that movie are getting the wrong message from it to some degree. Yes, I do too. And now I kind of see where... The controversy comes yes, from. Yes, where the, the people saying, are you kind of worried by this movie and I, how it's going to affect people? Like, I can see their side. As someone who knew absolutely nothing about the movie going into it other than I'm sort of familiar with the character of the Joker from previous Batman movies, I had no idea of the controversy. Like, absolutely no idea. Now, I'm, like, terrified. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're, like, terrified of what the movie could, you know, uh, sort of, like, incite. It did exactly what I was worried that it was going to do, and that's make you feel sorry for the villain that you've always known. But it also, like... Oh, you'll just go ahead. I'm gonna think uh, he, here, I, I was pretty torn on this idea because, like, throughout the movie, there were a couple times where I'm like, yuck. Like, they're trying to make us, like, like he was becoming more confident in the more psychotic things he did. Right. And and that was starting to bother me. But then at the same point, I was starting to realize, like, it is the format of every Batman movie. The only difference is, is that Batman is doing things for the greater good. Um, so it's taken on that theatrical flair. Like it was, it was like you know, in J. Jonah Jameson and Spider Man called Spider Man and Menace when he's obviously not. Like this is that movie that he's imagining Spider Man is. Like this hero, quote unquote, is actually a menace to some degree, but it still is the same format of like any superhero origin story. Yeah. You know, it's just what happens when that goes bad. Um, and so the problem I have with it is that it kind of has this like nihilistic take in that it doesn't matter if the person is, you know, turned to good or evil, he's still like has his own merit, which I, I felt like kind of bothered me about but that. But is that not like all too relevant? Oh, it's super to relevant. To, like, society today and, like, this idea that everybody is an influencer and everybody has something to say and, oh. you know. Like, yeah, the no, this movie is, is very relevant. You can tell it's talking about today in a lot of ways. Yes. Um, just the idea of a movement of clowns, you know, coming up kind of like, you know, you could see you could see both sides. You could see Antifa. You could see Trump supporters. You could see um, Proud Boys. I mean, you could see any, like, rallying group right now in those clown people, right? Yeah. They just need they just need a god figure. And you they know? found it in this movie. Yeah. And that's oh man. For sure. But what's the difference and I'm I'm slightly playing devil's advocate here. What's the difference between Heath Ledger's Joker, who also had an army of clown henchmen, and kind of in a lot of ways like this movie still borrowed a lot from that Joker. So, oh, but yeah. he wasn't. I, I felt like I was thinking to myself, okay, so like this is the beginning of his story. So he goes on to, you know, which part of me is like, man, he must be really old when Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. But yes. also, I just right now in his life, he it must take him so long to become like an actual leader because he is not a leader by any means, as his character is not a leader. 
Well, and yeah, he did this thing, but like, I don't know how much of his actual character as a person would be a leader like Heath Ledger's Joker was. Well, Joker as a character is always a leader in, to some degree. He's, he's right. That's what I'm saying. I'm just right. saying I don't see him being a leader of people that people are actually listening to him when he's like if if he were to give some type of so here's here's and we'll we'll talk about his age real quick um so here's what i realized what they did about his age so in the whole movie he's you know got like kind of darker hair and he's like whatever that last scene when he's in the asylum he has gray hair he did not have gray hair the rest of the movie did he have gray hair? No, yeah, he had gray hair in the last scene in the asylum when he's talking to that woman. And he did not have gray hair the other points in the movie. So I, I think that the end of the movie is fast-forwarding to some extent. Oh, you think Because so? why would they show us Bruce Wayne's origin story? Right? So, they're, they're, so he, here's my thing. As a standalone movie, if you're creating a Joker film where... You know, Joker is ostensibly the hero of his own story. That can be problematic when bat when it's a world where Batman doesn't exist. But obviously, they were setting up that world. And to me, in a world of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and a world where the DC Cinematic Universe has been a failure thus far, and they are rebooting it, I think this if if this were the start to a new dc cinematic universe then slam freaking dunk because the idea of intertwining a villain via his own or like giving him his own origin story movie and showing just the intertwining between hero and villain over the long term meaning like a batman movie that is a sequel to this in some degree and shows his forever connection to the Joker, like, that would be something we've never seen before. So part of me is like, yeah, I think this movie's problematic in a lot of ways, but if you see it in connection to the greater Batman universe, I do not have a problem with it. You see what I'm saying? Like, as a standalone movie, I think, I think, yeah, I, I, I feel weird about it. As it connects to the foil of Batman, as it connects to this whole other thing, kind of like Dark Knight. It's like Heath Ledger disturbed us in the Dark Knight, but Bruce Wayne was there to show audiences what the alternative was. So, I mean, this movie, another movie I thought about a lot during this movie was Split. Yes. Like, that movie was literally a villain origin story. M. Night Shyamalan said so. And there was really there's really no hero of that movie um uh, the main the girl, girl is still kind of kind of i mean she still shows like this movie you don't even like the waynes in it you're not supposed to i i would i would argue that the way the waynes like are irrelevant to some degree. But I mean, like... But you're also... I don't think the Waynes throughout Batman lore are known as, like, great people. Well, I just realized in this movie how little I knew about his parents. Other than the fact that they were killed. Well, you know, that's because not many things have delved into his parents. Well, right. I mean, we knew that about them as 
being like very well known people and yeah. rich, yeah. and he did a lot for Gotham. But in that sense, I think we just thought, or I did, I thought of them as just good people. Well, in Batman Begins, you know, Thomas Wayne does seem like a good guy. You know, he's showing Bruce like the train system and that kind of and ta- letting him leave the opera and that kind of thing. In fact, the this the scene in which Bruce Wayne's parents die in Joker shows almost the same exact method that Bruce Wayne's parents died. They were in an alley, her pearls got ripped off her neck. Like but it was the same if thing. If I were Bruce, I wouldn't be thinking that was my fault. Like he does in Batman Begins. Because they just ran out because there's crazy stuff going on. Well, he might have because of him showing up at their place. But he didn't know he was a joke. Well, this is a know. different this is a different movie. I'm they no, they I know that. they basically I'm just what what's genius about that is they basically intertwined the Joker as the reason his parents are dead, which I think I thought for a second that he was going to be the one to kill him. Yes. Oh. I did think that for a little bit before so, it became such a big thing. Are they brothers or not? Cause no. No, I don't think okay, so. Okay, okay, you say that, but on the back of the picture that um, he was looking at of his mom, and on the back it was signed, um, keep smiling or something like that, T.W. Thomas Wayne. Yeah, but we saw the adoption papers in the But she folder. said that he came up with this whole story to cover it up. So I mean, it's are possible. We, are we just dismissing yeah, that? Yeah, I guess it's possible, but it's also one of those things where it could have been something he gave her one time, and maybe kind of in a flirtatious way and she held on to that so strongly that she created this could be I don't know but look, imagine if Joker and Batman are half brothers well that's what I'm saying is like if this is going to connect to a greater Batman world where the Batman and the Joker are intertwined at a deeper level than we've seen before I think that this is like an incredibly powerful way to kick off uh, a new Batman or you know DC universe. I think that like this is this is like the next frontier of superhero movies. If if that were the case, I don't know if that's the case. I know that you know um, you know Ed, Ed, what's his name Edward Cullen or whatever his name is from Twi- I never know Robert that Pattinson. Robert Pattinson aka Edward Cullen uh, you know yeah the new the new Batman I don't know if his Batman will connect to this or not I I don't know why it wouldn't like I feel like that would be dissatisfying to audiences if it didn't in some way I thought he stepped down from the new Batman. No, uh, Ben Affleck did. Oh, okay, okay. So that's what I'm saying is like they're rebooting it. So why would you have this Joker movie and then just veer off into this whole other Batman world that has no connection to the Joker movie when, you know, the Joker movie is very successful. Like it's it's doing very well this weekend. So that's that's my thought. That like I think starting with a villain origin story that ushers in the hero, I think would be an incredible way to usher in a new superhero universe, which is which is why I'm saying, like, I don't think that I'm willing to fully label this film as totally dangerous. Um, that's that's That was part of my feeling during the movie. Now, let's talk about the movie itself. So, like, the character, uh, like, Joaquin Phoenix, like, holy wow. crap. <laughs> I mean, just the weight he lost? Oh, yeah. To play that role? Oh gosh, yeah. No, it, he was 
kind of grotesque to look at. Like, yeah, uh, the, just and the, I feel like he like overly even played the gauntness of his body. The way he moved was like a horror film. It was like the Ring Girl. It was like watching the Ring Girl like crawling it was around, like snake-like. Yeah, almost. yeah. And it, he had his shirt off majority of the so time, much, and I couldn't so much. look. And you're like, what did you do to your? What happened to your shoulders, the, man? Right, I was wondering that. I'm sure I was got like, man, out of place one of the two times he got jumped, but yeah. I just. Oh, I couldn't look. Like, I had to look down at those points. So, you know, I mean, I think the the idea about the Joker, too, is, like, we're disturbed by this guy who's who's obviously, like, you know, been betrayed by society. And, you know, we don't want to see him as, like, a hero. But at the same time, like, he's still a comic book character, right? So, like, I feel like we're also torn about that. You know, I, I guess I think of the end scene when he's running away from the asylum and it almost seemed kind of like funny, you know, like, like, well, I he, mean, you know that he killed her, right? Right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, they made it look like kind of like, haha, like, look at him go, you know, like, yeah, no, they did. And, and I think that that to me, like, like it, it he is a comic book character. Like now what I was hoping they were going to do was that that last scene when they show him, I was really hoping, but they can't really do it because Harley Quinn right now is just, like, too much already her own thing. But when they showed him in the hospital, I thought it was going to be her interviewing him, not not Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. But, uh, you know. I don't know. And that's the other thing, too, is, like, this whole DC thing's getting messy because, like, we got this Harley Quinn movie coming out, and that, like definitely doesn't fit this joker it doesn't in the slightest well i mean it jared fits, leto's joker does not this joker yeah it fit it fits pimp joker you know like the jared leto pimp joker who's got the post malone face tattoos you know i mean uh, and that's the other thing too is like okay so say he inspired a movement what if there are multiple jokers you know like what what if what if that's what they're saying with this too is maybe they'll connect it by saying they're like copycats you know I, I don't know I mean that's just that's an idea I mean mm. um, because the idea of a copycat even comes up in the Dark Knight right like in the f- beginning of Dark Knight there are all these fake Batmen with like wearing hockey pads you know and and so the idea of copycats with the Joker is is a prevalent one and that's and that's something that we saw too like just in the way this movie talks about how we discuss things today that scene with all the tv screens talking about what just happened all the media all the noise all the chatter and all the attention he was getting like it's i don't know it's just it's very poignant you know to today so i i don't know i i have trouble saying it's not a valuable film to some degree i really thought i would dislike it more than i did wait I said I really thought I would dislike it more than I did. Like, I don't really know. I didn't have any expectations, but, man, I did not expect to be that tense. Yeah, I felt very tense, and I felt very much like it wasn't, like, enjoyable to watch, if that makes sense. Like, I think it was a good movie, well done, but it wasn't like, that was, like, a good time. Like, that was a fun movie. Like, no, yeah, not. I, I honestly, I it. don't know that I would sit down and watch it again. No, I wouldn't want to. What would you What would you compare it to, though? Like, what What's another movie you feel that way about? Like uh, for this I, reason, like I, well, I kind of feel like you know, I can I could couldn't help but think about American Psycho the whole time, but like, there's something infinitely more watchable about about American Psycho, and I was trying to figure out what it was. 
but it was kind of the same thing. It was this like comedic sort of horror. Well, partially this one is because from the get-go, you know that he's the villain because you're told he is because of what you know the movie's going to be. American Psycho, you're kind of trying to figure out what's going on with this guy. If this movie had been just like totally random, this is not a Joker movie, he doesn't even dress as a clown, but he's doing things and like going through a hard time, you may not feel the same way. You know, like we went into this movie knowing this is Batman's rival. Yes. So, I mean, how awesome, how how awesome too was the uh, cinematography? Like, just the the movie was like beautiful looking. I couldn't get past. Look at how gross everything looked in it. <laughs> I mean, yes. yeah. I mean, it was. Gr- I mean, I'm sure it was shot great, but like everything in Gotham, which I mean, I'm I'm used to. Everything they always show in Gotham is gross because it's supposed to be just like rough. Like well, I just mean like the color palette was so like. I don't notice things. like <laughs> yeah, well, no. I just thought like the blues and the reds, like nothing was bright and shiny. It was like purposely everything, well, everything was, was dull. Everything was kind of dull, yeah. Yeah, even like his suit and like his paint, his face paint colors. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I I will say I think I had an issue with too how one thing that really bothered me is when he's writing in his notebook, and there's there's a, a thing he writes where he said something about like the problem with mentally ill people is that uh, people expect you to act like you, you don't that you don't yeah that you like that you don't have mental illness basically yeah, right yeah and to me like I thought like oh what a poignant thing to put in this movie but at the same time I'm like I didn't like that he wrote that like I didn't like that it immediately said he was self-aware of being mentally ill to some degree um, there there was something about that that was a little little too much for me, a little too on the nose. I was a little kind of like, okay, all right. I don't know. I mean, he's already been in a mental hospital before. Yeah. Which they mentioned. He's been on seven oh, different yeah. types of medication. Right, you're right, you're going right. through that, you know what I mean? Like, they're probably constantly saying that he's mentally something. You know, he... He knows... I mean, he even has that card that he has that. And, and, and you know that he thinks that that's a... I don't think he thinks that's a physical ailment that he has. Yeah, so I wasn't... I mean, I was more, like, disturbed for him that he wrote that, that he, you know, that that is true to some degree. How about that twist, too? (laughs) Twist. The twist twist with his girlfriend. Oh, that that didn't really happen. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to just learn to trust myself because I thought that early on when he first went into her room... And just started making out with her. I was thinking, oh, something's off here. That's probably not real. Right. I was like, either he's on the high of killing those people so much that this is happening. But then she kept appearing. Again, yeah. And she went to the comedy night thing at the bar and then the hospital scene. So I guess I let myself be convinced that it was real. Yeah. It, uh, do you think, do you think he killed her? No, I don't. Really? Actually. I don't think he did. Really? Because uh, I, I, cause I felt like the end scene when he walked out of that, like, clinic room and he had killed, obviously, like, he had the bloody footprints or whatever. I thought that that scene kind of implied that maybe he might have. I mean, he definitely might have, but I didn't, that wasn't explicit in any way that, like, yeah. obviously he killed her. You know what? This movie is also Nightcrawler. Oh, I've seen that one. That made me feel uncomfortable. 
That was one of those movies that I felt uncomfortable during and, and don't want to watch again. Don't want to watch again. That one, that well, that one makes me conflicted as well because you're almost supposed to see him as the hero because you want to root for him to move up in life in the like local news world, right? And I think that one is probably the probably the best comparison um, in a lot of ways because it's like you kind of rooted for Jake Gyllenhaal's character because you wanted him to do well because the world kind of spat on him, but then you realize like no, this dude's kind of a psychopath. Um, There's another movie that I will never want to watch again, and it was one of those that like sticks with you, and makes you just feel weird. Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I don't like that movie I haven't seen either. that one. Uh, it is, you kind of feel like, okay, the beginning you feel like it's okay, and then by the time it's, it's over, you don't even know what you've watched. And I don't like so, that, I guess. okay, like, you know, obviously, like, this movie is kind of like a new frontier in, like, the superhero genre. I mean, we've had uh, other movies about villains recently, um... You know, Suicide Squad, that one was uh, terrible. Um, what's another one we've had? Didn't we have one recently? About, I, about I villains? Uh, I think so. It's going to drive me nuts. It's late at night. It's very late. Fizzling. Um, but anyway, so, I mean, like, as, in regards to, like, superhero movies, like, what do you, what do you think? Like, do you think... Do you think that this movie is valuable like do you think that it is it is doing anything valuable as far as movies go because it it being so controversial like do you think it had anything good to say either of you um i don't know about anything good to say or like contributing anything but i will say it was i've never seen anything like that ever I think it it's not gonna like if if um if I was feeling like he was feeling, it wouldn't make me feel like I shouldn't. What do you mean? If I struggled with the things he struggles with in the movie and I could relate to him, at the end of the movie I would feel the same way. Yes. I wouldn't feel like, Oh, this person that struggled with this he made it through in a positive way and I think I can make it through. I would not feel that way. I would feel like, oh, well then it looks like nobody ended up helping him and he kind of found out the way to help himself was to do whatever he wanted to do, which in this case was to kill people and to feel like to take back the control of what he never had control of. Like, it almost maybe almost gives the message like embrace embrace who you are or the mental health even even that part of who you are you know like it's okay to do these things almost like and I say this because he kept he he started dancing you know as soon as he started killing he started dancing and it was almost like he was free and he was able to be artistic yeah it was like that was his art (laughs) that is true it like you know it does justify like it's like if it's your thing just do it like regardless of whether be yourself express yourself and well dang regardless of morals yeah yeah no i i do think that it very much like it very it has that 
sort of nihilism behind it where like lol nothing matters you know that's kind of how it feels to me um which is which is part which was part of my fear about it which is like part of what bugs me about it is that i can't definitively say like you know it's creating great discussion which you know often people say is a sign of great art but i think part of the reason it's creating discussion is because that maybe it's like not great like it's not it's not like a great message to send especially when we're so aware nowadays of so many people being very isolated um who would lust after that moment where he's standing on top of the police car with the crowd of people cheering for him you know i'm gonna relate this back to something and kelsey's gonna be really happy that i'm doing this i think (laughs) so in the in the show mind hunter yes um they talk a little bit about, you know, like, why people do the things they do. And some of the people higher up in the FBI are saying, you know, like, we don't want to, like, justify the reasons people are doing these things. But you see the killers as they're talking to them, like, well, do you think maybe if your mom hadn't done this or maybe if you hadn't been bullied, do you think you might not have done it? And then you watch them start to be like, maybe you're right. You know, maybe I wouldn't have done this if it weren't for these people. So I think it becomes like a little bit like with, you know, I don't know. It makes, it just made me really think of that. Yeah, no, I agree. So what, what time period was this? Like this is early eighties from what I've read. Early eighties. Yeah. Which is funny because Mindhunter took place in the seventies. True. Yeah. But, you know, we don't want to... I don't know. I agree, Anna. And I love that you just brought Mindhunter into that. (laughs) As you said, I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's a a weird movie, right? Because, like, on one hand, it's like, it's a comic book character. And it's the origin story of a comic book character. But, you know, maybe, I mean, there's a, kind of a reason we never saw Joker's origin story, right? Like, that's part of what makes Joker so evil is the, is the confusion around him. Um, <laughs> sorry, we're, again, we're driving. This is, this is part of it. You get to... I was like, eyes. Yeah, there are deer everywhere. Um, Good job, Anna. Good job, <laughs> yeah, Will. Yeah, got, yeah, didn't hit him this time. Ooh, poor Corey the Corolla. Um, so, you know, like... Part of the part of the reason we're able to see Joker as a villain is because we've removed his context. Like, you you don't you don't there's no story behind him because if you were to know how he was victimized, he might not be as villain like anymore. So like, say that this Joaquin Phoenix version of the Joker was to face off with Batman, like. Well, you it, don't you it, don't want to relate to a villain ever. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. like it would it would at that point be a would it be a here like a good versus evil like it's 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 creating I think a superhero universe of nihilism because it's like eh, just just cheer for whoever you identify with is kind of is kind of the vibe that this is creating right, yeah. um, and that's or it's just like you know. We're we're all we're not all so different. That's a little bit how I felt. Like it's okay. Well, if in any way I'm sympathizing or feeling like anything like that, you start being like, okay, well, I guess 
the heroes and the villains aren't so different after all. They're just, you know? Yeah, and you're kind of like, well, I can understand why the Joker would do that because I feel sad sometimes too, you know? like. Or look, he's been kicked, <laughs> literally kicked multiple times. He shot those three guys who's being attacked. We also, yeah. it reinforces that trope in like mystery uh, movies or, you know, uh, where like the cop is like, try and take down the serial killer or something where the serial killer is always like we're the same you and I like this is literally saying that <laughs> like uh. like like Joker and Batman are basically the same now he's just going to be theatrical for good and because he identifies as good kind of thing um I don't know I yeah I I have an issue with that um yeah. I don't know I still just have an issue with the audience. I'm sorry. No, I I, I have such an issue. Yeah, I just wanted weird. to stand up and look at them and be like, "Do you not know what you're like, watching?" Okay, right after he kills that guy in his apartment, and the other guy is trying to leave and he can't because he can't reach, and people yes. started laughing, and I was like, "What are what?" No, he's there's like literally somebody laying on the floor dead that he just killed, and this guy is worried that For his life. he can't reach this. Now he's going to have to ask this killer to open the door for him. Yeah, I don't... No, and, and two, like, when he kills the first three guys in the subway, like, I wanted him to kill those guys, right? Like, those guys were, like, awful, you know? Like, it makes... It puts the audience in a position of... It puts the audience... <laughs> again, great. Car podcast. Uh, it, it, puts, it puts the audience in the position of wanting him to kill those guys. When that's right. when oh, that's murder, he's been ki- more deer. <laughs> yeah, tons oh, of deer. Crazy. Holy cow! Goodness gracious! Out with a vengeance. We're driving tonight. through a field of deer right now. It seems. Uh, um. Yeah, I'm driving slow. We're almost there. Um. <laughs> but uh. But yeah. So, is that another deer or is that a mailbox? Ah, uh, mailbox. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um. But yeah. But no. You you guys are spot on. The audience at the theater, which was packed at nine uh, nine forty p.m. showing. But people came in so late. I've never seen people come in later th- for a movie than this movie. And yeah. so loud. So obnoxious. So obnoxious. Yes. But I will say, like, the people in this theater, I want to know what movie they watched. Right? Because I was not watching whatever they I were I was watching. not watching anything comical. No. There was not, I, in my opinion, there was not a funny moment in this entire film. Yeah, no, and I'm a, this is going to, I don't know, whatever, honest moment. I'm the type of person, if I'm in a movie... And if somebody starts, like, if the whole audience starts laughing, I'm going to, like, laugh along, feeling like I just missed a joke. There was not any point where I felt like, oh, gosh, you need to start laughing. I would, yeah, I would, like, <laughs> when people would laugh at stuff, I would think, like, what the hell's wrong with you I wanted people? to turn around and be like, seriously? I know. Do you know how relevant this is? Like, our society is just looking for someone like this. Like, I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, no, yeah, no I, I felt that way, but I also felt like... Again, like maybe the audience is in on just the fact that it's just a movie and we're taking it too seriously to some degree. But like, we're also in the era where people decide to go like shoot places up because they read internet forums. So, like, you know, like, you want to hope that like, yeah, people are smart enough to like see this movie and not do anything about it. And again, I would never want this movie to not exist for that reason or be regulated or whatever. But it's like, same time, like, you know, do we need... I mean, it it does beg that question because this movie is very... Um, 
No, I'll just pull in right here. This this movie is very uh, aware of the time and almost blatantly like not caring about it. Um, caring, like being sensitive to it, and and part of the reason I think that is because Todd Phillips, the guy who directed this, he directed The Hangover as well and a couple other comedies, and his his he has said in interviews that he's decided to quit making comedies because he feels like everybody's too sensitive now, like because of woke culture and whatnot. So he decide his his solution was, I suppose, to make a nihilistic movie about today and how sensitive we all are by making a movie that like you know encourages inciting violence for attention right mm, yeah which seems problematic knowing that to me couple couple of things yes the term woke culture is a thing yeah 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 oh dear he he used the word i've heard it in other places but woke yeah woke culture second I think I was disturbed because I've worked in the mental health field for a few years now. And yeah, I was wondering how you thought about that. Well, but especially where I'm at now, working in the juvenile court in the behavior unit from the mental health aspect. I guess hearing people laughing there just reminds me of how some people, some that I work with and some just in general in the system, don't take these people seriously when they ask for help. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I feel like at some points he was asking for help. It almost is a social experiment, too, because you realize, like, you know, this guy trampled by society. It's like we were in the theater with the same society that probably would have trampled that on this guy. That would have trampled yeah. him. That would like have watched The laughing. Tonight Show yeah. and laughed at him. And when he was, like, la- like doing that, like, laugh thing he did, like, some of the people would, like, laugh at that in there. And I was like, this is weird. It was obvious. Yeah, and it was supposed to be off-putting, yet people yes. would still laugh at it. Yeah, I mean, I was disturbed every time he laughed. And it, it like, lasted a while. But do you think yeah. people, too, like, I mean, we're pretty, I mean, Kelsey, you said you didn't, like, read up much about this movie, but, like, yeah. but do you think, too, like, you know, people aren't as, like, informed about what this movie was, and they went in expecting another comic book movie, and so they were possibly torn at the idea that it was actually, like, a serious depiction of mental illness in some way? I don't know. I don't know that... The idea that they may think that way kind of bothers me still because it's like they're still so controlled by this idea. That also, they couldn't pick that up. Yeah, that they could yeah. have just made <laughs> yeah. their own decision to realize that this is very disturbing. You know? Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I don't want to believe that about them. Yeah, I. Yeah, I wonder about that. I, I really do. Like, I, I think. Like. I I really did like I'm I'm glad you guys are on the same page. I really had a problem with everyone else in the theater. I had a major <laughs> yeah, problem. And I'm sure there were a few in there that were yeah, maybe no, like sure. us, but like you know, it was it was it was off-putting. I was distracted by it to be honest. Well, I, I picked up on it every time and while you two were in the bathroom, I was watching people walk by. And there was a couple of people that you could see the look on their faces. They looked at their partner or whoever they were with and they were just like oh my gosh, like in shock, like what did you just think, you know? And then other people were just laughing as they were walking about. And I don't know, so I guess it was two different types of people in that theater. Yeah, it is It is like, okay, what do you do when you drop a bomb like that via a mainstream medium like a comic book movie, you know? Like people don't go to comic book movies, I think, to, like expecting it to be thought-provoking in any way. 
And so it really like separates the wheat from the chaff on who's seen those movies, right? Like, I mean, in some degree, you're kind of like, you know, you've got a lot of bros that go see those movies or people that are just going in there for thoughtless entertainment and then they get smacked in the face with, you know, like there's a kind of viewer. And again, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm being a little like harsh to some degree, but there's, there's a kind of viewer that goes to a movie like Joker expecting like a, a Batman esque film. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't know, but I, I was, I was disturbed by the film. I was disturbed by the people in the theater. Still am. You know, they go in there, like you said, okay, so you go in there, you're watching this comic book, what you think, comic book, movie, whatever. I don't even know the point that I'm trying to make. I'm just disturbed by the fact that they were laughing. But we'd rather laugh it off than acknowledge what's really happening. No, like, I do think it highlights, like, real issues. Like, when he's talking to that social worker in the beginning of the film, and he, or maybe and in the middle. she has no interest in him. And he's saying, do you even listen to me? Kind of thing. Like... I thought that was pretty insightful. Or and yeah. and it told told you again that like the first time he met with her and he's like, "Yeah, I was, like I've told you, I want you know, I want to be a comedian." She's like, "Oh, I didn't know that." And he's like, "I've told you." Yeah. You know, and then when you see him the next time and he's like, "You never listen to me." I, you know, I tell you all these things. And like she's still it's like now that she's like my job is over. She's like, I don't even care. Like, I care even less than I did. And and just yeah. how much he wants, like, he wants to be heard. Like when he's talking to Paperboy, in uh, you know, in the asylum when he's trying to get that file, and Paperboy's being like really kind to him and being like, "Yo, what's up, bro?" Like, you know, helping him out. And then like, there's a moment where he feels comfortable talking to him and telling him stuff. And then the second Paperboy is kind of off put by what he's saying then it goes downhill but there's a moment where you can see uh joaquin phoenix kind of like think oh maybe this guy is willing to like help me out you know yeah, for a split second for a split second yeah um so yeah i i think i think it talks about isolation in a way that i think (laughs) it points out isolation while also kind of like shining a light on all the people that were that would see this movie that who don't listen, you know? Yeah. Like, it kind of is calling people out. And so, um, like, yeah, I get As far as mental health, people are, like, caseworkers. Yeah. Not just caseworkers. I, I don't know. I think it. I think it call, it's trying to call out society to that degree. Like, it's saying, like, it, it's not just saying, like, hey, we need to, like, make this psychopath a hero. Like, the psychopath's a hero and, like, you know... Uh, it's also saying like, hey, society, we can create these people super easily by, you know, being this way, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's terrifying. And we- people were laughing at it. And I think maybe, who knows, maybe a superhero movie is the only way to kind of get to people right now in ways like that. I don't know. Or maybe it's just people just see a superhero movie and they don't care. I don't know. But, yeah. I can't wait to see the articles and things that are going to come out after this weekend about this movie. Oh, I've got a lot of Reddit to read after this. Um, Anna's fading away. I am. Oh, it's almost 1 a.m. Yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> uh, we, we made it to our destination. Safely. I don't know. That was a cool way to do the podcast, I think. I think just talking about it, because yeah. it's, it's like we're we're full, we're ready to go, we're locked and loaded. Yeah, that's, that was raw. Yeah. Raw. Because we didn't know what the other one was going to say at all. Yeah. I, yeah, and I'm sure we'll come up with stuff later that we'll think of, you know, as we kind of you know, chew on this movie a little bit and maybe we'll do a bonus episode kind of recapping it. But I don't know. I think, I think that's a cool way to do a a movie like that, which 
I feel like it has so many layers and needs to be peeled back that I'm not willing to say it's a bad movie, personally. So, so kind of, well, before we end here, let's kind of go around. Like, overall, do you think it's a good movie? I don't think it's a bad movie. And I, think I don't think it was done badly. I don't think it was acted badly. Um, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. Right, but do you think it's a good movie? It's pro- Yeah, I would say it's a good movie as far as like movies go. It's hard to answer that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I it think is. it was very well done, and I think Joaquin Phoenix may have even topped Heath Ledger. I don't know. I That was amazing acting, but I will not watch that movie again. But was it a good movie? It depends on your definition of good. Not that you enjoyed it, but what do you believe it to be a... It's a powerful movie. Okay. Final take. Whether good or evil, powerful, I don't know, but it was powerful. Did you notice the uh, Heath Ledger callback in the police car scene? I did. Yeah, I know. I me. Mean, he didn't have his head out the window ever, but... But me and Anna looked at each other at that scene because we just watched Dark Knight, and it was so clearly framed to call back to the scene of Heath Ledger hanging out the police car. Oh, no, I didn't. It just looked the same in a lot of ways, yeah. Mm. Um, but otherwise, I did appreciate, uh, compared to... Jared Leto's Joker, how he wasn't just trying to, like, do a cheap knockoff of Heath Ledger in just, like, the most painful way imaginable. But, yeah, I I would say it is a good movie. Although, I'm not sure I liked it. Like, I think I think it's a good film. I'm not sure I liked it. I didn't totally dislike it like I thought I was, but I'm not sure... I'm a fan of what it's doing completely. Yeah, I'll have to think about it. We'll have to chew on it a little longer. Just one of those. I don't know. I think I'll go watch it a second time, though. No, I can't. All right. I think we're good now. I think we're going to wrap this up. Any Anybody have last words? No. Good night. Wait, what's the name of this podcast? <laughs> you, me, and a movie. Plus one. <laughs> <laughs> you. After dark. <laughs> you, me, and you in a movie. You, you, and... You, you, me in a movie. Okay. So you, you, bed. and me. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's too late. It's time. Good night. 1 a.m. All right. Good night, everybody. Send in the clown.